not what everyone says you are. You are who God says you are, and you are His. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says you are a perfect design, made for a purpose, made for a destiny, and you are never alone. He says he'll never leave you, nor forsake you. He goes before you. He goes behind you. He says you are bold. He says you are brilliant. He says you are brave. He says, where is he that's in you? You are a masterpiece, hand-painted by the master himself. You are who God says. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. We are who God says we are. If you could take and mount, uh, mute the live stream for me over there, please. We are who God says we are. Do you believe that on today? Do you believe that who are watching me via live stream, social media? And you can play a little bit, brother. Um, can you unmute the keyboard? Um, praise God. We are who God says that we are. Do you believe that? We thank the praise and worship team on today. Hallelujah. Every song that was sung on today really spoke to what I'm going to be talking about on today. Hallelujah. Ha. Glory. We are who God says we are. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I praise God, praise God for the praise and the worship team on today. Brother Etheridge, for blessing us on this morning. I do want to remind you to text connect with us sting OAWC connect to I think it's five five four nine eight is that right yes five five four nine eight five five four nine eight I want to say thank you for watching us and allowing us to come to you via live stream on today. And I think my mic is going in and out, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't want it to be a distraction for you because I believe that God has something to say. He's already been speaking praise in the worship. He's already been speaking through the songs that are sung. That is a message. There was a message that was preached all by itself through the songs on this morning. Thank you for connecting with us via live stream. Thank you for hanging out with us on this morning. Ah, I believe right now that somebody that's been watching us online and somebody that's here in the building needs to know that God is their champion needs to know that the victory has already been won needs to know that what you're going through is only temporary 
God has won the victory. We just got to see that we are walking victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands right now and just right where you're at. Maybe you're in your living room. Maybe you're in your car. Just lift one hand right now and say, God, I thank you for the victory. God, I thank you for the victory. God, I thank you for the victory. Say it until you believe it. Say it until it gets down in your spirit. Say, I got the victory. I got the victory. I got the victory. I've got the victory over over pain I've got the victory over this situation I've got the victory yes I do I've got it I've got it I've got it hallelujah 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 my situations will not define me but I have the victory hallelujah I have the victory hey God Oh, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just take some time to worship God. Let's just take some time to give Him praise. Let's just take some time to tell Him how much we love Him. Hallelujah. 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 God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, glory, glory, glory. See, sometimes I gets tired we get tired of giving them the praise we say oh that's enough but I want you to praise them on this morning until you feel God down till you feel them down on the inside till you feel them hallelujah all your situations are just disappearing right now praise them hallelujah let them be your center of focus on today hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, 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 glory, 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 the glory is in your house right now, the glory is in your car right now, the glory is right there where you're at, can you say it, can you say God I feel your glory, God I feel your glory, God I feel your glory, Oh God, oh God, yeah, 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 oh yeah, yes God, oh, oh, I feel a breakthrough coming, I feel a breakthrough, I declare a breakthrough over your life right now, a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakthrough, can you say it out of your mouth, a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakthrough, hallelujah, hey God, Hayabosa, woo God, woo, hey God, hey, yes, yes, oh my God, I don't even want to move. 
said out of your mouth, say Jesus. I do. Can you say it to yourself? I have the victory. Yes, I do. Declare it out of your mouth. I have the victory. I have the victory. I have the victory. You have the victory. You have the victory. Not based upon what it looks like but based upon the fact that he's our daddy he's our heavenly father and he has declared that you will have the victory the victory the victory praise God praise God father we thank you on this morning for giving us the victory we have the victory <laughs> we have a champion that has already fought the battle he's our champion he's our champion on today he's our champion every day hallelujah depression gotta go we have the victory. Sickness gotta go. We have the victory. Grief gotta go. You have the victory. Spirit of lack gotta go. You have the victory. Thank you, Father, for being our champion on this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you're watching us on social media, can you put some hearts in the chat right now? Just to say, God, I love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So appropriate that those songs were sung on today. Because we're talking about walking in dominion every day. Acronym for that is WIDE. You ever heard somebody say we're walking heavy or they're walking heavy? You ever heard that term? We're, we're walking wide in the things of God. Walking in dominion every day. Every day every day and and what does dominion look like what does dominion mean what does it mean to walk in dominion thank you for elder harris who spoke on last sunday who kind of laid the foundation for this sermon series and he was he was a, a, a marvelous and some good takeaways were given to us by him 
But in order for us to walk in dominion, we must know who we are. And the song that was sung is that it said that I'm not who I'm who God says I am, who God says I am. And, and, and dominion, let's look at Genesis. Uh, uh, let's look at Genesis 1, 26. 1 verse 26 and through 28. And it said, then God said, let us make man in our image. And, and what's that, what's that talking about is talking about the Trinity at that time. And he, they were talking together and they said, let us make man in our image. In other words, let us make humankind in our likeness, in our image. So it means male and female. He made made humankind he made the human race and it said then he said after we make them according to our likeness you're not going to be exactly not not going to be where he's at but he has made us in his likeness and then he says after we make them it says let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and those of you who are watching us online, it's Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And it says that let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, everything. And then it says, so God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him male and female. And see, a lot of times we we look at that him and we look at man as being gender specific, but it says male and female. That's why I said human uh, 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 humankind, the human race, uh, mankind. I'm sorry. And it says he created them. And then look at verse 28. He says that then God blessed them. So when he created us, we are already blessed. We're already blessed. We just have to recognize and understand that we are blessed. And then it says, and God said to them, God said to the human, he said to mankind, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue. Do it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So I want I, I said that and I read that scripture to help us to understand that God created us to have dominion. Nothing the the the. The uh, uh, another word for dominion is dominate. Nothing should be dominating us. No one, no situation. Because why? God has created us. He's created you to have dominion. 
What does dominion mean? When I started looking up the word dominion, some most dictionaries say that it means dominance of power through legal authority. We have been given the legal authority to have dominion over every situation in our life. Why? Because God said in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, he says, I have given you the dominion. He gave us legal authority to have dominion over everything in our life, over every situation in our life nothing should be if if something is dominating us then it's there illegally y'all didn't get that it's there illegally why because God has not given it legal authority to be there God said I've given you legal authority to have dominion over this to have the power over whatever it is that is it, 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 it seems to be weighing you down and it means responsibility let's look at this it means uh, uh, dominion means responsibility um, it means that to tread down, listen to this, dominion means to tread down, to prevail against, to place your foot on the neck of your conquered enemy. Place your foot on the neck of the conquered enemy signifying a submission to the enemy, to his defeater. Who is his defeater? His defeater, Jesus Christ, said that I have I have a, a, a conquered death. I've conquered every situation. You are his defeater, meaning that when you walk in victory, when you walk in dominion, you should be putting your neck, your, your foot on the neck of that situation. You why? Because when you put your foot on the neck of that situation, it, it causes it to affix, asphyxiate, it causes it to lose air. It it causes it to suffocate. It causes it to die and, and lose life. So I command you on today to put your foot on that situation that seems to be suffocating you. Put your foot on that situation that seems to seem like it's defeating you. Why? Because God said you're to have dominion over it and not it have dominion over you. Place your foot on that thing. Signifying, no, 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 no. You're not going to have the authority over me. You're not going to have the authority over my mind. You're not going to have the authority over my finances. You're not going to have it. I have dominion over this situation. Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to discourage. He wants to uh, uh, break us down. But you need to let him know who's boss up in this place. You need to let them know, look, you don't rule things around here. I'm putting my foot on you today. Praise God. Listen, it says that dominion means exercising skilled mastery, meaning that it's not going to master you, but you are going to master it. How do we master it? We master it through the power of the Holy Spirit exercising skilled mastery we go and we get a skill so that we know how to operate so that we know how um, Pastor Robert is a truck driver and so um, um, he 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 took tests and he went online and and he's got every type of endorsement on his license to drive uh, 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 big rig trucks he learned how to master what he wanted to do. 
And because of that, because of exercising the skilled mastery, it has opened up doors for him. And so when we exercise dominion and we walk in dominion, it literally opens up doors for us to what God has already said that we already have. Praise God. Praise God. God has created us for dominion. God has created us for dominion. Let's turn to Psalms 8, 6, and 7. I'm just going to be going through some scriptures right now. We're God's representatives, and we are to reflect his character in this earth. He created us for what? For dominion. So we, it said that we were created in what? In his image, in his image. And so therefore, since we were created in his image, it means that we must reflect his character. Just to pull out some more, just in case you didn't really understand that you have the dominion, just in case there's some reservations in your mind that you have dominion. Let's turn to Psalms uh, uh, 8. Verses six through seven, it says you have made him to have what dominion over some things. Over just a little things. But it says over the works of your hands. Notice the your the your is God over God's hand over everything. And you have put what? Remember what I said, put your foot on the neck of the enemy. It says you have put all things under his feet. All things are under his feet. All things are under his feet. So if if something is over you right now, you need to say, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you got to get under my feet right now. I'm, I'm walking and treading on you because God has given me the authority. I have legal authority. He's given me the dominion. But why when 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 we're walking in dominion, we must understand and uh Hebrews 2, 5 and 9, I don't know if that's um I didn't write that down on the on the um that's I don't think that's on the the slides. Is that up there for Hebrews 2 and 5 said that God has cre- decreed that we have dominion. And nothing can block God's purposes. Go back and read that later on. It says that nothing can block God's purposes. Whatever he has set and whatever he has decreed over our life, nothing can block it. It may be delayed, but it cannot be blocked. Said that he has given us the dominion. He has decreed that we have dominion. And, um... We cannot walk in dominion until we fully understand who we are. So I ask you the question today, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? You ever heard somebody say, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? (laughs) Have you ever said that to anybody? Or even to your situations to say, situation, do you know who I am? No, we let the situations tell us who it is and who they are instead of us saying, wait a minute, hold on. Do you know who I am? 
But in order to walk in dominion, we must know who we are. So I ask you this question. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? And in order to know who you are, there has to be a, a mind shift. Um, I, I was thinking about uh, how y'all ever seen the, the, the show, how winning the lottery ever, uh, how the winning, how winning the lottery changed my life. Y'all ever seen that show? What it is, it, it, it's a re, it's a it's a show. It's a live show where people play the lottery for years and years. And 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 um, I watch uh, I, I uh, looked at one episode where this guy who had been incarcerated, he got out and he played the lottery and he won the lottery. And it changed his life drastically. A lot of people won the lottery and you know when you got some money you know when you have some things everybody gonna come running to you well some people decided that they were not going to go public because they didn't want the undue and the unnecessary attention for everybody to be coming out mama boo boo june bug all of them coming out saying hey can you loan me five not a dollar but five thousand one person was saying they get they gave all of their family members thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Everybody was coming out. But but this one young lady, and I'm going to get back to the man that was incarcerated. This one young lady, she had won the lottery. And um, uh, uh, she didn't consult. Um, some people win the lottery and they, they go and they get attorneys. They go and get financial advisors before they even come forward saying that, hey, I've won the lottery. Well, this particular young lady didn't do that. She, she decided to go it on her own and she did some great things uh, uh, with some of the winnings. But then uh, she found herself with a boyfriend. And every time she turned around the boyfriend, she was bailing the boyfriend out of jail. Every time she turned around, the boyfriend was coming to her and saying, uh, uh, let me in, let me get this amount of money. And she was giving this amount of money to the boyfriend and the boyfriend was going and having relationships and having sex for hire, taking the money. But she was getting away uh, 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 freely. She had dominion over something that could change her life. She had possession over something that changed her life, but she did not understand how to use it. She did not properly, her mind did not shift and the compassion of her heart was just overflowing to where she found herself with nothing. Going back to the man that was incarcerated that had won the lottery man that had won in car he went out he bought everything that he could ever have everything that he ever wanted he ended up buying house all of this i mean every but and 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 it said that he was a, a young man he was not mature enough to know how to handle it and so because his mind was not mature enough he did not understand that okay this can change my life Understanding what I have can change my life. Understanding that uh, uh, money does not make me, but this is, I, I can sure enough make a better life for myself. And let me tell you how he ended up dying. He ended up, they said that 
He squandered all. I mean, he had he took a one lump sum time pay and it was in the millions that he had won. He died, it said, in a storage shed in his own feces. In a storage shed in his own feces. Why? Because he did not take dominion over his impulses. He did not take dominion over his thoughts. He did not take dominion over his desires. God says, and, and, and we will find ourselves bankrupt the same way if we don't understand that God has given us dominion and authority, but we must know who we are. Our thinking has to change. Y'all agree with that? Our thinking has to change. Our mindset has to change. When our mindset changes, we'll respond to situations in a different way. When our mindset changes, we'll start believing victory and speaking victory. When our mindset changes, we will not get so easily rattled by situations. We'll stop allowing the situations to take dominion and control over us. And we began to take control and dominion over those situations in our life. So I ask you again, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? In order to know who you are, in order to walk in dominion, we have to know who we are. And I'm only going to get to one point on today, and that's just asking the question, do you know who you are? Next week, we're going to talk about how to walk in who you are, how to walk in who you are, how to handle the responsibility that God has given us. And so a lot of times when when someone asks us, uh, who are you? Who are you? We must know who we are. And when people ask us, who are you? Well, my name is Wendy Spady. No, I didn't ask that. Who are you? Well, I'm an entrepreneur. Who are? Okay. Uh, we, 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 we equate who we are with what we do. We equate who we are with who we're with. Well, who are you? I'm a Christian. Who are you? Well, I'm this, I'm that. Y'all ever, how, how would you answer the question, who are you? Would you say that I'm a child of God? Would you say that I, I, I have the authority? When you ask a cop, an undercover cop, who he is, he's, he doesn't say that he's a cop. But when you see that gun, you recognize that he is a cop. Amen. That's who he is. That, And a lot of times, like I said, we equate who we are with what we do. And we live our life through other people's opinions and through other people's perspective and who they think we should be. And a lot of us have lost who we are because of somebody else's. We're trying to live our life under somebody else's expectations. My God. I said a mouthful right there. 
We're trying to live our life through somebody else's expectations or we're trying to live our life by what we somebody see somebody else doing. We live our life and who we are, what we've gone through is literally defined us in who we are. Our, our, our past hurts, our, 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 our upbringing, our parents, the hurts, the disappointments, we allow that to define who we are. We, we don't see ourselves as God sees us, but we see ourselves through the lens of our hurt. We see ourselves through the lens of our disappointment. We see ourselves through the lens of other people, of other people's expectations. I'm telling you right now, I'm sick and tired of trying to please people. Are y'all? Would you say, Sister Thelma? No, Thelma says she don't try and she's exactly right. If you try to live your life through other people's expectations and through pleasing others, you'll never please them. You'll keep on uh, uh, giving out more, doing more, trying to become. And before you know it, you have become somebody that you don't even recognize who you are. I was on a... um. I was on a, a teleconference uh, or Zoom meeting uh, yesterday with some women and you just ought to heard the women crying because of the simple fact they had lost who they were because of relationships. They had lost who they were because of hurt. They had lost who they were because of the tragedy in the situations of life. And they were just weeping. And I'm talking to somebody on today. I am. I'm talking to somebody. Do you know who you are? Well, let's look at what the word of God says who we are. Um, and and, and uh, let me just read this. I'm going to say some of us have suppressed who we are because of fear that people are going to walk away. Have you ever suppressed who you really want to be because you're afraid that somebody will walk away or that you're afraid that he'll walk away from you. Well, guess what? If he's, you're not married to him and he walks away, he won't meant for you anyway. Be yourself. Be who God created you to be. Don't worry about being rejected. Don't lose the concept of who God created us to be. He said that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. After all, Genesis did say what? He said that I have created them, mankind, in my likeness, in my likeness, in my likeness. We are created. So if somebody doesn't like the way your hair look, tell them to go bye. God created this. God caused my hair. I cut my hair because it's just easier. But guess what? It's mine. My nose is the way that it's supposed to be. My eyebrows. God created me. He said that in the mother, in the in the in the secret of my mother's womb, that He knitted me and He fitted me together. He created me. So don't try to change me. I'm not going to go get a tummy tuck. I'm not going to go get a nose job. I am who God says I am. So let's look at. Let's look at. Uh, let's start with John 1, 12 and 13. And I promise you, I'm almost done. I'm not going to be long. I just want to expound on some scriptures because I want you to understand who you are. It says verse 12, John 1, 
12. It says, but to all who believe and accepted him, he gave the right to become what? The children of God. Verse 13, it says they are reborn, not with the physical birth resulting from human passion or plan. In other words, remember when I said man and woman coming together, human passion or plan? You know, it, 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 we weren't created from the physical birth, but a birth that comes from God. Who are we? We are adopted. I want you to write that down. Say, I am adopted. I'm adopted. What does adopted mean? Adopted means that an act of God's grace by which he brings us into the family. He brings us into the family and make us partaker of all the blessings he has provided for us. You say, Pastor Wendy, I don't know about that adoption. Well, let's look at um, what did I just read to you, John? Let's go to Romans. Romans. Romans 8 and 15. We're adopted and Listen to uh, uh, what the when I was looking at what adoption means, I have a, a, a cousin that's adopted and he didn't find out until his later years that he was adopted. And once he found that he was adopted, he got mad. He, his, his father has passed away, but he got mad with his mother because and he got mad with his other, other siblings because they did not tell him that he was adopted. But we are adopted. Let's look at Romans 8 and 15. Romans 8 and 15 says that, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful. Slaves. We're not slaves. We're not slaves to our situation. Who are you? You're not a slave. You're not, a, you're not fearful. But it says instead, you receive God's spirit when he did what? When he adopted you. As his own children. I know that we were born. I was born uh, uh, to my mother and father. Our Lisa and, and George. That was their name. I was born naturally to that family. But when I received. When I gave my life to Christ. God said now I have adopted you. You're not part of that. You don't have to act like that family anymore. Who are you? Yes, my name used to be Deloach, but my name is now what my adopted father says that I am. And a lot of times, and if you go back and you read in Abraham, when, when God adopted Abraham, Abram, he changed his name to Abraham. Sometimes God, get a, God has to give us a name change in order to identify us and help us to identify with who we really are. And so he says that we are adopted and it says that why instead you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his children and now we call him Abba father he's our father that's who we are he's called us into the family and see this is the thing um there are times we don't want to recognize him as father only until we need something 
We don't want to recognize who we are uh, uh, until we get in dire straits. And see, what I look at that as, that's an imposter. An imposter wants to connect itself so that they can receive the benefits. Are you an imposter on today or are you really adopted? Are you really a, a, a part of the family? Because the spirit, it says the spirit um uh, identifies and what that means is let's uh, look at 16 for his spirit does what it joins with our spirit and when it comes and it joins with our spirit it affirms us that we're what we are God's children do you know who you are do you know who you are the spirit joins with our spirit and, and, and it affirms, it confirms, it, it, it puts within us the desire and the love and the passion for, for our daddy. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times when, when children are adopted, there's an adjustment period. But uh, a lot of times when adoption happens, unless it's a newborn, um, a lot of times when adoption happens and it's an older child, nine times out of ten, the older child is already living with that adopted parent. And so they have gotten a... a, a they've gotten a feel of how things go. They... they uh, uh, they, they have gotten a relationship with that adoptive parent and the adoption process is just merely a legality. And so what happens is in the adoption process, um, the, the, uh, the court system adoption process, they will literally call the parent in and say, do you understand? They'll call him in as a witness and say, do you understand uh, uh, the decision that you're getting ready to make? Do you understand um, what's getting ready to take place? You're getting ready to give up all of your legal rights to this parent. And they get on the t uh, 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 witness stand and they say, yes, I understand the decision. So what happens when we become adopted with God? Holy Spirit comes and he pricks our heart and says, are you ready to give your life to God? Are, do you understand the choice that you're getting ready to make? Are you willing to legally give up all of your rights to who you used to be? Are you willingly, uh, uh, are you a, uh, uh, wanting to willingly lay down your life? life and give up uh, uh surrender your heart to god and you say yes i surrender and god at that moment he comes in and we become his children and he adopts us as his children he joins his spirit with our spirit and it says in verse 17 and it says and since we are his children and because we are adopted because of the mere fact we're now part of the family we're no longer who the world says that we are. We are heirs. Remember, I said we have to change, uh, shift our mindset. We have to shift the way we see ourselves. We are his heirs. Whatever God says uh, uh, we can have or whatever God has, we're heir to that. We're Jesus. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Whatever Jesus, the power, the power for healing, uh, 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 the power to cast out demons, the power to be victorious, we are joint heirs to that. And it says, in fact, together, see what we said? It says, together with Christ, we are heirs of God. So that means we share in that 
inheritance. We share in that victory. But it says, but if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. So we're going to have to go through some things, even as adopted children. Uh, you know, as, as children, uh, uh, you go through what your parents go through. Amen. There's some things you don't take out the trash. Guess what? You're going to suffer. You, you know, you don't do your chores. You're going to suffer. But the thing that I really liked about this adoption process is that God does not adopt us as little children. He adopts us as adults. And when I say that in the spirit, he sees us as adults. He's not going to give a child authority. He's not going to give child dominion. Just, you remember what I said when uh, how winning the lottery changed my life? One of them, one of them was a, um, a young, young man, a real young man, and he was not mature enough to know how to handle it. When God brings us into the family, he already sees us as adults. He already sees. So therefore, he gives us the responsibility as adults and he says look you can handle this so do you know who you are let's look at Galatians uh in 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 adoption process a lot of times there's a price that has to be paid and in Galatians um uh five four five and six I think it is Galatians uh, 5, and I'm not sure if I have that. Yes, I do. Galatians 4, it says God sent him to what? To buy freedom for us. You don't have to be bound. We are adopted who were slaves to the law so that he could do what? He could adopt us as his very own children. Are you living like who you belong to? Are you living according to what you used to belong to. Are you still living the life of sin? Are you still smoking? Are you still drinking? But yet you confess. Are you still cussing? Are you still fornicating? Are you still doing all of those things? (laughs) Even though you've given your life to Christ. Even though you've said, look, I'm part of this family now. Let's look at. Are y'all are y'all understanding what I'm talking about? We're not part of our old family. We're not we don't have to live by our old nature, by our old thinking. We have been made new. Be renewed by the transform by the by, uh, by the transform of our minds in the thinking. We have to understand that look, I have a different family now. I have different friends. I, I have different people that I hang out with. And, and let me pause right there. If you are hanging out or if you are around somebody that continuously wants to remind you who you used to be or continuously wants to pull you back to, to, to that old way of life, then you need to say, no, I can't hang out with you anymore. I, I got a new family. You know, I got new brothers and sisters that I need to be hanging out with. See, because people will pull you down. Remember what I said when how the lottery changed my life? They did not disconnect themselves from the leeches. And we have some people that are leeches that will continuously attach themselves to us and say, girl, it don't take all of that. 
a man, look, you, you can still do this, you know, and still that you don't have to get, Oh, you don't have to come to Bible study. You don't need to study your word. You don't need to pray. Come on. The, even in our thoughts, the enemy will tell you that you don't have time. He's a leech. Get him off. Put your foot on his neck. Put your foot on his neck. Put your foot on his neck. Let's read um, Ephesians 1 and 5. Ephesians 1 and 5 says God decided in advance. Remember I said in Genesis he created us to have dominion. He decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. By bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. The only way that you can become adopted as part of this family, you have to go through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died and shed his blood, which Resurrection Sunday is coming next month, which which is uh, 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 celebrating the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He gave his life so that we might become part of this family. But if you try to come any other way, you're an imposter. If you try to come any other way, you're a thief and a robber. If you try to come any other way, you're illegitimate. But he says that we have we have been adopted into his own family, into God's family by bringing us to himself. To himself through Jesus Christ. And this is what he wanted to do. He wanted to do this. He wants to adopt us. And it gave him great pleasure, great pleasure to do that. It gave him great pleasure. God says, I'm pleased to have you as my child. Do you know who you are? <laughs> Do you know? I'm daddy's little girl. And when the Lord dropped this in my spirit, I was sitting beside some water. And I was like, God, you know, I I'm thinking about this and I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing with that. And God says, do you know who you are? And I ask you the same question. Do you know who you are? Men of God. God calls you men of God. God calls us women of God. Your daddy's little girl. You're my son. You're my daughter. Do you know who you are? Do you know what authority you have? Do you know the power that you hold in your hand? Walking in dominion requires that we know who we are. And I think I'm a, I think I'm going to stop right there. We are all children of God. We're all children of God. It's not talking about a physical state, but it's talking about how God sees us. Stop seeing yourself through the eyes of other people. Stop seeing yourself through your hurt. Stop seeing yourself through the disappointment. But if we are going to walk in dominion, if we are going to uh, 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 possess what God says is already ours, we have to know who we are. You're not... A illegitimate child. 
When you gave your life to Christ, he says, everything that I have is yours as well. Everything that I possess, you possess too. All the riches in the world that I possess, you possess too. Anything that my mom, when I was growing up, anything that my mom had or that my mom ate, I could eat too. So anything that the father has is ours as well. But we have to know who we are. You can play Brother Trinnell. We have to know who we are. Do you know who you are? Walk in dominion. Every day saying that I know who I am. A lot of times in the church, knowing who we are, Is defined by a title. I'm pastor. I'm evangelist. I'm the, y'all ever heard y'all? And because their title makes them feel large and huge, and I can have this authority because my name is this, and I have this title. God don't care about your title. <laughs> we all have the same access. To the blessings of God. We all have the same. Right. To the things of God. Because we're adopted. So I ask you. Who are you? And when I was sitting. Beside the water. And God asked me that question. Because I was talking about God, help me to know how to walk in dominion. He said, you got to know who you are. You got to know who you belong to. And so I started saying, God, what do you say about me? Have you ever asked God, God, what do you say about me? So I asked God that day, I said, God, who do you say I am? And I'm just going to share with you what he told me that day. He said, you're my princess. He told me, he said, you're my daughter. He told me that you're more than a conqueror. me that day and he said that you're a royal priesthood you're a holy nation a nation living inside of me daddy that's who I am he said you're an heir don't ever look at yourself as being less than This is what he got me with. He said, you're the apple of my eye. God, all these people on earth, and I'm the apple of your eye? My God. Me and him was having a conversation that day. 
And then he said, look. He ended our conversation with telling me that day that you're chosen. I call you chosen. I call you chosen. God calls us chosen. Do you know who you are? I want to pray right now as we close. Let's just bow our heads. He's our glory, yes he is. He's our glory, yes he is. Can you say, God, you're my glory? I surrender everything to you right now. I surrender everything to you right now because you are my glory. I'm yours, God. God, help me to have a revelation of who I am and who you see I am, God. We can try to be like everyone else. We can try to be like what somebody else is, what, what somebody else thinks we should be. But that's their definition. And God, when we try to do that, we're saying that who you created us to be is not good enough. Lord, help us to have a revelation of who we are in you. Holy Spirit, it says that you come in and you join yourself with our spirit to help us to recognize who we are. So allow us, Holy Spirit, rise up in us so that we can begin to see the love that God has for us, that our daddy has for us, so that we can begin to see how much he cares for us so that we can begin to see and have an experience of who our father really is. We are adopted. We call you Abba Father. Jesus, we say thank you for paying the price to bring us into the family. We don't come kicking and screaming, but we come willingly. Help us to know who we are through your word, through the revelation of your Holy Spirit and what he reveals to us. Help us, Father, and help us to walk in who we are. Help us, God, to walk this thing out. 
Help us to walk in dominion over sin. Help us to walk in dominion over our impulses. Help us to walk in dominion over our thoughts. Help us to walk in dominion, God. Because you have already said that that's what we were created for. So help us to walk in what we have been created for. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can you just lift your hands and say God. Give me a revelation. Of your love for me. Give me a revelation of your love for me as my daddy. Give me a love of your revelation for me as my daddy. Let me let go of the hurt, God, and receive your love. Let me let go of the disappointments and receive your love. Let me let go of the hurt and receive your love. It said that it pleases him for us to be his child. We don't have to try to please him. He's already pleased with us. We just have to walk in who he says we are. So help us to walk this thing out, God. Not allowing situations to dominate us, but for us to walk in the authority that you have given us and to walk in dominion, God, every day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. I declare it today. I declare, I pray deliverance over your life. I pray that you have a great week on this week. I ask that you would take an opportunity to sow into the ministry, to, to, to not sow into this ministry, but share a $21 offering, a $21 seed and saying, God, after all you've done for me, I'm going to sow a $21 seed. Because I receive on today. We praise you. Like, share the video. Tell somebody this week, I am who God says I am. We thank you for watching us on today. Thank you for hanging out with us and have a great week. For those who are watching us on live stream, we praise God for you. And those of you who are with us in the building, I pray for you. Hallelujah. I pray that God would move in your life I believe it's time that we start walking with the authority that God has given us even here in the church 
We don't dismiss coronavirus. But coronavirus is not going to rule us. Amen. Amen. Not going to do it. We're going to put our foot on the neck of coronavirus. Go ahead on and get your offerings together. You know, let me tell you something. And this is for y'all who are listening to me in the building. I was, I'm part of a board, a church up north in Pennsylvania. And ever since Corona hit, it's been about a year. People haven't been able to go to church. And they've been doing it online. And we had a meeting this week because people are literally blowing their phones up, emailing them, texting them, and saying, we want to get back in the building. And so the meeting this week was for them, to, for the board, to, to discuss them moving back into the building. And, you know, I gave, because I'm, I'm, I'm the only one down south, rest of them are up north. And I told them, I said, uh, we've been open. But I said, we never shut. Even when we did live stream, we live stream. And I told them, I, I, I'm just transparent. I said, sometimes there was only me and Pastor Robert. And I'm saying that to say, you don't miss nothing until it's gone. Those people up there had no ability to be able to go to church. And they are crying and moaning, tired of worshiping. They want the, the, the atmosphere of being able to come into a building and come into the presence like this and experience worship with other believers. And here it is that we've been open and people are like, we, I don't care. And I must say, you know, it's not all coronavirus. It's not. Some is. And the, the ironic thing to this is they, they worship at 11 o'clock. And the concern was now they're having to move their service to 2 o'clock because they're going to be subleasing and that's the time that they could get in. But do you know what? Their people said, we don't care. We are excited about being able not to have to be at home and worship if you're sick, I understand. But just to stay home, to stay home, because you don't work so hard through the week, and you don't want to get up out of bed, and you get what I'm saying, Sister Thelma? God ought to be our first. God ought to be our first and our priority. Just like the stimulus checks that's coming out, I admonish you, I know, give God your first. Seriously, put God first in that.
put God first in everything that we do. I didn't say that to say, you know, y'all know me. I don't preach about that. But I'm saying it's time for us to start giving God the first. Start acting like he's our daddy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Got some wonderful things that are coming up. You know, I told you I, I, we're going to try to start feeding here once a month from the building. I didn't make that connection. We're going to have a state of the church on next month so that we can see where we're going, what we look like financially, what we what our goals are for the month. That's how we're going to start doing it. Hallelujah. I'm waiting on Miss Esther over there. Don't rush Miss Esther. I praise God for Miss Esther. She has a job that she likes, that she prayed for. We stood in agreement with her for. And she had many job offers, but she told me, she said, Pastor Wendy, that's not what I really want. And I said, well, walk by faith. Walk by faith. And what do you do, Miss Esther? Walk by faith. And the job that she has has many opportunities for her opportunity for her to go back to school am I correct Miss Esther yeah that's the way God blesses his children so let's just lift our hands father we praise you and we thank you for the ability to be able to give I thank you father for um, just uh, helping us to be good stewards over what you have given us I thank you father for um, the increase to some of us I thank you father for the doors that are going to be open I thank you father for allowing us an opportunity to even be able to come into a building. I thank you, Father, even for the provision of the building. And, and God, we did not have to close the doors. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for uh, um, what uh, uh, the great things that you're going to do, God, because we're your children. So, Father, I ask and pray and declare a blessing over each and every person on this morning. That you would bless them immeasurably, God. That God, where we used to give this amount, help us to stretch our faith, God. And give a little bit more. Because we're saying, God, we trust you. So, Father, we praise you and we thank you. Bless this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I apologize for going long. Seems like when you get up here, you don't, you know, it get good to you. And then now I got my, my, my musicians back. It makes it even that much more sweeter. Yeah. Praise God. We're done, y'all. I pray a blessing over us this week. May the Lord watch between me and thee and may heaven smile upon us. Ah, and we, may we walk in dominion on this week, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Robin.